Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with two, yes two, incredibly wise women with hopes of helping young athletes become successful on and off the field. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Kim Mickelson and Courtney Ricard are both vital members of a company that KO17 Lacrosse is proud to say are partners of ours, Honest Game. Honest Game is a platform for high school staff, parents and guardians, and student-athletes to track the complex NCAA and NAIA academic eligibility requirements to play college sports. Myself and the KO17 lacrosse team are amped up to have them on board to help guide our student-athletes and families towards success when it comes to the classroom aspect of chasing after stardom in lacrosse. Kim is the co-founder at Honest Game, and with her experience in communications at major companies such as PepsiCo and Shell Oil over the years, she provides wisdom as she spearheads Honest Game to the next generation of athletes. She has a background as an athlete herself, and one that shattered glass ceilings, might I add. Kim was the first female student athlete in California to play on male varsity athletic teams, basketball and baseball, in 1987. I will not get over that fun fact. Taking her time as an athlete, she recognizes the importance of guiding the next generation of student-athletes down the right path to success in the classroom and towards successful collegiate academic experiences. Courtney is the Senior Manager of College Success at Honest Game and brings her years of expertise building career and academic success programs under administration roles at Stony Brook University into her new role at Honest Game. Yes, I said Stony Brook University, and yes, Courtney may or may not have known me from my admissions process to Stony Brook all the way through my career as a student athlete there and now beyond. We love when sport and an ultimate passion for creating bigger and better opportunities to all of you younger listeners brings life and people in it full circle like it did in this episode for Courtney and myself. Following this episode, we announced our partnership between Honest Game and KO17 Lacrosse. I hope you enjoy our conversation with these two incredible women, and I truly hope you take the time to invest in learning more about how our partnership can help you attain your goals on the KO17 mobile app. Alrighty, let's get this going. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Dream On podcast. I'm your host, Kylie O'Miller, and I am very, very excited to have both Kim Mickelson and Courtney Ricard here tonight with me. Um, it is my f- first dual guest, um, which I'm super excited about, but um, we also are, um, when we drop this podcast episode, for those of you listening afterwards, we have had announced a partnership between KO17 Lacrosse and Honest Game, and um, I'm just really pumped up about it. It's going to be something really exciting that I'm pumped to just dive into throughout this episode with both Kim and Courtney because they are experts in the matter, um, and I can't wait to, you know, just kind of share that with the world. So, Kim, Courtney, before I give a nice formal intro, thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for believing in KO17 Lacrosse. Thanks for for having us. Yeah, thank you. Of course. All right. So for those of you listening, Kim Mickelson is first and foremost, is co-founder and CEO of Honest Game. Um, She's got a background of 25 years in communication, a bachelor's in journalism from the University of Missouri, Columbia, and a master's in global strategic communications from Georgetown. Um, And she previously worked in leadership roles at massive companies like PepsiCo and Shell Oil Company, um, as well as the Beyond Sports Foundation. So she brings a lot of expertise and knowledge and wisdom and pizzazz and just fire. And I just love everything about it. (laughs) The second that I met you, Kim, I was super pumped up to work with you um, to Honest Game. And so I'm excited to kind of dive into that. And our second guest, Courtney Ricard, is 
the senior manager in college success at Honest Game. Um, she's got a bachelor's in biology and a master's in secondary education from Seton Hall University. And she is also previously the senior associate athletic director for student development at Stony Brook University. Yes, everybody, you heard that correctly. Stony Brook University, go Seawolves. Um, so Courtney and I have a nice history as well. So I'm excited to kind of cross paths with that throughout this episode as well. But again, thank you guys for being here. Um, and we ready to get off to a good start. All righty. Yeah. Okay, so something that we start off with on the Dream On episodes, um, we like to, before we just dive into the questions, we like to talk about how you guys are feeling today, get a little bit more of like in-depth how you feel and get loose, get the nerves out um, and all that stuff. So for both of you, and we'll start with Courtney, something that you are thankful for today. I am thankful today. I have three healthy kids. Not everybody can. They're crazy, but they are healthy. And that is a, a big win in a lot of people. So I'm very thankful today for that. Awesome. Kim, what about you? What are you thankful for today? You know, I'm thankful that I'm talking to you. And I'm <laughs> thankful for that, like, that, like, I can do my work and talk about girls and talk about sports and talk about lacrosse. And, you know, not very many people can, like, have that be their career, you know, their passion be their career. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. I can second both of those. I'm thankful that, that your kids are healthy too, Courtney. They are awesome. They're rock stars. I can't believe how big they are already. And Kim, I second everything that you just said. So um, second, something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today. I'll throw it right back to you, Kim. Um, what I accomplished today. Um, I think at, at Honest Game, we're kind of intentionally trying to build a culture um, that's something that we all want to want to want to work for and all want to be, you know, something that sort of gets you up in the morning. And it's sort of every day I work something a little bit here and there on culture. So today I had a win on that um, with a conversation I had with one of our like one of our employees and it felt really good. Awesome. Courtney, what about you? What are you uh, proud to say that you've accomplished today? Today was a, one of those like high five, well-rounded days. I, I worked out, got three kids in the bus. I had an amazing, you know, Kim talked about culture. I had an awesome meeting this morning for, with one of uh, my coworkers. Um, it was a, a, a and lunch with my husband. Like, so it was just, it, I, I did all the things. Today was a great day. All over and all like well-rounded, like you said, that's awesome. I love that. All right, last but not least in the off to a good start segment, but something that you're pumped to go out and chase could be later today, tomorrow, in the coming months, in the next year or so. What would that be for you guys, um, Courtney? I want to practice yoga. Ooh. On the personal side, I want to, I, I was a gymnast, so I'm like, I can do this. No, I can't. So I'm going to tackle that in, the, in three months time, I'm going to be better. That's awesome. Have you yeah. ever taken any yoga classes or anything? Oh, like that? one and failed miserably, which is why I said I need to practice this because you can't just do it. Oh, well, I'll have to hook you up with my girl, Emily Perrin, because she's been, there you know, go. yeah, she's been awesome in teaching me a lot about my yoga journey because I was the same exact way. Very frustrating at first for, for uh, prior gym, uh, gymnasts and athletes. I'm definitely not a gymnast, that's for sure, but uh, <laughs> frustrating in its own way. Uh, Kim, what about you? What are you pumped to go out and chase? You know, I think that I will second that in the way that like, I'm going to sort of take up a different frame to it. I think it's really about um, intentionality. And even just sort of being, and I think like things like yoga and Pilates kind of center you. Um, and then just this idea around minimalism, like, you know, you don't need everything. You just need like the right things. Mm. Um, whether it's like what you're doing for work or whether it's all the clothes in your closet, like sometimes just too much is too much. And sort of like having that intentionality and sort of focus, um, I don't know, it just feels good. I like that word. Um, minimalism, really focusing yeah. on just being simplistic. I can also second um, your thought process about your closet. I could definitely use some spring cleaning. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's on the list for the weekend. Thank you for uh, inspiring <laughs> that. Um, okay, so let's get into our backgrounds in sport. I mean, um, Courtney just mentioned that um, you were a gymnast, right? And Kim's got a really awesome, fun fact about her um, career as an athlete that I just like when I first heard it, when you first spoke about it to me uh, on one of our first meetings, our listeners just need to know because it's just incredible. Um, so it's 
it has to do with, you know, women in sports as well, right? Something that you talked about, that you're super passionate about, something that we connected on as well. Um, so our fun fact here about Kim is in 1987, Kim was the first female student athlete in California to play on male varsity athletic teams. And correct me if I'm wrong, that was basketball and baseball, right, Kim? You got it. You got wow. it. Okay, so can you just give us, first of all, round of applause. I mean, oh, that's, cool. <laughs> that's incredible. But can you give us a, an inside look on like your thought process when you're in that moment, right? Like, first of all, you're a teenage girl and you just want to ultimately just play, right? Um, can you give us an inside look on what's going on in your head, what's going on in your surroundings and what kind of like your thought process leading up to that decision? And then um, maybe anything that, any kind of ne negativity that was thrown your way when you did decide to, to go for that? Yeah, I mean, I um, thank you so much, Kylie. I think it was a long time ago. So um, Title IX had already, you know, was a thing, but it wasn't, um, you know, my school didn't have any boys teams. I mean, excuse me, yeah, we didn't have any girls teams. So I felt like I didn't have a choice. I could have gotten into something else. Um, and I and no knock on anybody who like cheerleads or anything. I just wasn't that type that was going to cheer. I was like wanted to be part of the action and play. Um, and so. I didn't really have a choice. I mean, I felt that I didn't have a choice, um, you know, and it was like an amazing experience that really shaped me and guided me. I think from a negative standpoint, I mean, especially cause it was the late eighties. Um, I just remember like no boy wanted me to score on them. And that was like a big thing. And I think, you know, one, things I, one of the things I learned from that is, and I think I've gotten stronger over the years since I'm quite a bit older now, um, is just the idea of like sort of what's ingrained in females um, just sort of since, I don't know, since the middle ages, just that we apologize a lot. So it's like, oh, excuse me, I blocked that shot. Oh, excuse me. Can I sit on that next to you on that bench? Or excuse me. And like, or ap apologize for this. And so I think like, um, you know, boys do a lot less of that. So I think like those experiences make you really realize that because they just become starkly obvious. So, um, it was an incredible experience. Um, and it's, you know, I always talk about whether that's like the lacrosse ball for me, it was the basketball, like that is sort of like, you have to go after it. And I think that's really a metaphor for life. Um, I love what you said there about being unapologetic. Um, and that's something that I'm kind of working on myself just in my own space and in, in everything. Like you said, I think it's historically ingrained in a lot of women and in a lot of athletes too, um, on the female side and especially at young ages. So first of all, kudos to you, um, in a different time as well, where you might not, might've been thrown a ton of negativity and a lot of that, um, from people who you were playing with, right. Those guys that you were playing with. So, um, I can only imagine what, that that's brought you and taught you throughout the rest of your career. Um, what do you think that like, that's play, how do you think that's played a, such a big role in your career path and what you've chosen to do with like beyond sport in your life and even kind of connecting sport into your career now? Yeah, I mean, I think like anybody who's an athlete, right, you know that like I wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think life's a journey, right? But I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for what you learned. I mean, um, discipline and accountability, um, confidence, you know, the whole idea that like, your team, especially because it was a team sport, right? Um, the whole is greater than the part. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies to the company. Like we can all do what we're going to do, but like we're really better when we're sort of moving in the same direction. And then it's really unstoppable. Um, also just like, you know, I was really competitive and I did, you know, shaking. I remember my coach was like, get in line, shake the hands. And I was just like, oh no. And I, you know, you become like a graceful loser. You know, you, you have to be, I don't like to say that because like, I don't really like to lose. Um, but you learn that like, you have to shake their hand, even when the, even when you didn't really respect the way they played mm. or even felt like they didn't call fouls or whatever it may be. So I think, I mean, I, I, it's so, unless you experience it, right. Like all the girls that are going to be hopefully listening tonight, all the KO 17 girls, like it's just, what you learn is, is just invaluable and apply. And it's, uh, they're, they're just really about applying to, to life, to how you raise your children, to how you, how you, what, how you want to show up in the world. Um, another thing that you said right there about being a graceful loser, um, such an important lesson to learn. And it like, you're going to lose a ton in life, not only like on the field, off the field, but like you said, as a parent, as a coworker, as a boss, um, I was actually looking at something, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but somebody had said something about like, we don't show off our failures enough. 
Um, we don't show off our losses enough and um, especially successful people because everybody just wants to see the success stories, but some of the most successful people are the ones who have the most failures, who have the most losses. Um, so I love what you said about being graceful about that because that's not an easy thing to learn, uh, especially at a young age. And I think, you know, kudos to you for being able to help um, guide a lot of young people through that lesson now with what you're doing in your work. Um, of course, thank you for that. Um, so Courtney, let's switch over to Courtney here. I mean, I've been lucky to get to know you as a Stony Brook administrator um, over my years as a Seawolf, which is crazy to say that that was a couple of years ago now. Um, it's going way too fast. But, um, you know, things that I always notice about, like you just had have this contagious energy about you, um, you know, always just kind, energetic on top of everything, right? You always had the right answers for us. And even if you didn't have the right answer, you had helpful resources for us and you always guided us through. Um, so what do you think has been, um, you know, your background in sport? How did that lead you to your time at Stony Brook and some of the lessons that you learned as a gymnast and then throughout your, your, um, your career at Seton Hall and then into Stony Brook that has kind of guided you throughout your, your career path and into that kind of role? I, I'm not sure I had all my stuff together, so I'm, I, I'm glad that it looked that way from, from your vantage point. Um, so thank you for that. It was probably just a, a mirage. But um, no, I loved my time on the college setting. I, I loved working with college athletes. I, you know, that's a special time as an administrator to, to be, you get to spend your whole day around young people doing what they love. And like, that's awesome. You know, they, they, student athletes, for the most part, their best three hours of their day is practice or the best day of the week is game day. And so it, it, you're surrounded by that. And that's like such a great experience to, to be in and to involve yourself in. But from, you know, my experience, what I was doing in the athletic department, I got to see amazing growth between high school recruiting visit and college graduation. And, and the growth in there for students is ginormous. And it was just so fun to be a part of that um, and to, to live it with you guys. That, that really, I mean, the best, the best days, right, of, of a college administrator's life in athletics would be graduation day and championships. Like those are, those are awesome. And if they can, if, you know, you could do both, that's, that's even better. And, um, and so I think that was really, it, it fueled me. That was, that was fun. I, I didn't know though, that like you could be an administrator in college. I didn't know there was a job in college athletics, except for coach. Right. So that I, I wanted to be a doctor. That's what I, I had hoped for when I was little growing up. And I went to Seton hall in New Jersey. Uh, and my first campus job was tutoring the athletic department. Uh, I made six bucks an hour. It was really exciting for me. Um, and I, I really got to kind of peel back the layers of what a student athlete's life is like, um, as, as a tutor. And I was still pre-med. I, I went on a mission trip to Trinidad and I kid you not on the top of my mountain, I sat there and I said, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to go to medical school. I, my passion is in college athletics. My, what, what gives me excitement in my week is walking into that academic center and, and changing kids' lives. Like that, that gave me energy. So that Thursday night, I, <laughs> I said, forget it, I'm changing course. And, and, and there, there started my career, you know, in athletics and college athletics. I was fortunate enough to stay at Seton Hall after graduation. They hired me. I learned from some of the best there, you know, about the profession. I've had great mentors in college athletics, both at, at Seton Hall, you know, and at Stony Brook. Um, and, and that really showed me what college athletics is all about. As I said, I was a gymnast long ago, but I didn't compete in college. I didn't know what that life was like. And I got to see it from the tutor lens um, early on and then, and then really just worked my way up. So it was, I didn't know about the line of work, but it definitely was, was 20 awesome years being on a college campus. That's for sure. Well, that's an incredible story that I, um, you know, didn't know until right now. I love learning new things. I learn new things on this podcast every week um, about, and I, it's so funny because I write out all these notes and I have all these questions and things that I want to learn and everyone always surprises me. So we were talking earlier, um, Courtney, and about how I'm going to go rogue and I'm going to go rogue right now. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to know about that moment. Like you, you just said you were on top of a mountain and you were just, you had this gut feeling. Yeah. Right, that just something wasn't right. 
you weren't going to love it. You might want to chase after something just because it was something that you might've said that you wanted to be when you grew up for most of your life. Right. Um, what do you think, like what kind of feeling or what kind of advice could you give someone who's feeling something similar? Right. Is it to just go for it? Right. Follow your gut. Is it like someone who knows that they're in a spot that feels super sticky, doesn't feel completely right. Um, what kind of advice could you give a listener that might be in a similar situation, whether that's career path wise, or whether that's, should I play this sport in college, whether that's, um, I'm not really sure I want to continue playing this sport right now. And I'm 11 years old. Um, what kind of advice could you give from that standpoint? You know, I think, you know, looking back, there's a couple of points in my life that I was in a similar, like, huh, one second, let me, you know, let me, let me change course. And all of them that are going through my head now involves almost both of those things, right? Listen to your gut mm. and, and, and sit in your silence. Like, wait a second. Like what is, yep. what is today teaching me? I think that's, that's, that's important. And, and again, I mean, I was young, I was a junior in college and, and on a mountain, right? In Trinidad and uh, working with very sick kids. And at night we would sit and reflect like, well, how was today? And so I, I listened to my gut, but I was lucky to have, mentors that I could also lean on, right? So when I came back from Trinidad, I walked myself that Friday morning right into the academic center um, and the athletic department and said to my boss at the time, I want to become you when I grow up. Like I was on a mountain last night and and I, and so I kind of asked her for her advice. She listened to me. She high-fived and like, yes, please, this is great. But I, I think I, I listened to myself but I also didn't go blind and I, I asked really good questions. I did a lot of, of, of really talking with her um, about what is this, like, what is this even going to mean? You know, I'm, I, I'm a biology major. Can I like, what is now Wow, it happens? Um, you know, and I think also asking people outside of, of that intimate moment, right? So, you know, I called my mom who was a doctor and I said, I think I want to be in college athletics and, and yes, mom, I can get a job there. I know that. And I don't want to be a doctor. And she was like, great. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she's like, I, you know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want you to just do it because I did it. I want you to find your passion. And I know, like, I hear you on the phone. I know you're passionate about going to work in the athletic department. I hear it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I would say to girls listening, you know, listen to your gut, ask good questions ask someone out of the situation what their opinion is. And I think then really just take it all in. And, and the same thing, joining Honest Game. I did all three of those things. I listened to my gut. I asked people that I rely and trust. And then I went completely outside and said, what do you think? Hmm. Um, and it's one of the best decisions of my life. Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening. Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. Kylie, can I, I want to go, can I add something? Cause it was Absolutely. so amazing what she said. I haven't read this to Courtney and I'd love to read it to you. And I'd love like all your girls to hear it. Cause it's really simple, but it resonates with me. And so in addition to your podcast, I'm a podcast listener. And so this is a quote I heard on a podcast and it really, really speaks to what Courtney said. Um, for anybody listening, if you can't risk, you can't grow. If you can't grow. You can't be your best. If you can't become your best. You can't be happy. If you can't be happy, what else matters? Mm. Wow. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Put that on a t-shirt is right. I know you, you just caught a speechless there, Kim. That's I was just, um, I was just responding to you guys and your amazing stuff. And it reminded me of that, like, just to kind of, I think it was Courtney was saying, just centering yourself, Mm. really sort of asking yourself, like, no matter what anybody thinks in the world, what matters to me? What's going to make me happy and me tick? And those, those are hard, like self-reflective moments. Those are some of the hardest moments, right? Is, is to look at something and be like, I've been putting so much time and effort and energy um, into something that I thought I was passionate about until maybe it is that moment where you're thinking like, 
am I actually passionate when you are self-reflecting? Is this really for me? Is this where really where I should be? And then what I love about Courtney's story is like leaning on your people, right? Where you leaned on your mom and you kind of like asked that advice. And she was like, I can see you light up when you talk about X, Y, and Z, right? Mm -hmm. I don't see you light up when you talk about so-and-so because, you know, even if you're spending all of your time on that, right? It's, it's about what like other other people might be able to have a different viewpoint on like what is making you tick as well. So being able to look inside and find out what makes you happy, but also look at the people who know you best um, is a really cool balance that can help you through a lot of those tough situations. And thank you for that quote too. We, uh, we used to call this segment Wednesday Wisdoms. Um, fact, so because we always used to take these little wisdoms from our guests and that is our wisdom from so far within the first 20 minutes of our podcast awesome (laughs) um okay so let's get into i mean what brings us all here um today on cinco de mayo 2021 um may 5th 2021 um big announcement between honest game and ko 17 lacrosse very grateful that, um, you know, my past relationship with Courtney at Stony Brook brought us to Honest Game because um, I think you guys are going to have an incredible impact on the girls listening, the parents listening, the coaches listening, um, and everybody involved with KO17 Lacrosse and who's going to be a part of our family in the future um, on the academic side of things, on the you know, their journey to college and their journey to being able to play lacrosse at the next level, whatever that may look like because everybody's got a different journey. Um, so Kim, can you give us our listeners just kind of like an intro to what Honest Game is and how yourself and co-founder Joyce Anderson came up with building this incredible platform for young athletes? Yeah, we are so excited about the partnership as well, Kylie, and, and we always love talking about it. So thank you for hosting us to talk about it. So Honest Game was really born, and I like to say this a lot, it wasn't born to create a business. It was born out of solving a need and a problem. And in our opinion, that's the best way to solve it, to create a business is not just to create one, but to really solve something that matters. Um, and to us, that's impact. And we have both collectively worked with thousands of student athletes collectively. And I was running a nonprofit for under-resourced student athletes and Joyce was working at a high school and sat on the NCAA high school um, advisory center um, eligibility portal. And she was like, she was helping them with sort of all of the academic eligibility and sort of advising the NCAA. And when you work with hundreds of kids, thousands of kids, if you just pay attention and you're like sort of intentional about it, you notice patterns. And one pattern that became abundantly clear is really a lack of understanding in the entire ecosystem from parents, high school counselors, to students, to coaches, to athletic directors, about the academic eligibility process, NCAA and NAIA. And they're, I like to say that they're similar to the tax code, like not exactly, but they're as confusing. And there's like a maze to navigate. And what happens often is when a kid falls through this, even kids that are in AP and honors classes can fall through because every high school has a different set of core NCAA courses. Um, It's a process of sort of digging kids out and you're already behind at this point. And from a college coach perspective, and Courtney can speak to this and more eloquently than I can, there's risk on their side. They need to know that these kids are able to play day one, that they can offer them a scholarship, that they're eligible and maybe admissible to that university. So I think Joyce and I were really, we were very, we, we knew that we understood this really well and like had our, had our lanes and we, you know, out of Chicago, but, but there's, you know, millions of kids. And how do we drive this and help everybody? And so we created the first tool. That's what Honest Game is. It's the first kind of think of it as a virtual platform that automates academic eligibility to college sports in real time with verified data so that every kid has a pathway, has a guide to know they're eligible or admissible to reach their goals. And it in turn makes them much more sellable to a college coach from a recruiting standpoint. Incredible. I mean, honestly, just like things that I wish I knew more about, and I'm so excited to be, you know, honest game certified with KO 17 lacrosse now. Um, and just excited to be able to provide, you know, that platform to our girls and what a lot of that knowledge and expertise comes from, from your guys' data. Um, I think that's the best part. I think that's what really intrigued me about our first call was that it's all from, you know, real numbers, right? I think people need to see those real numbers to really understand that this is going to help them. Um, so those re- that real data, those real analytics, it's like really important to understand that this can be helpful for 
any athlete, any student all across the board. Um, so can you tell us like just a little bit of what kind of um, information and like knowledge that Honest Game can provide um, specifically, I guess, the lacrosse world uh, in a sense of like, um, maybe it's myths and truths, maybe it's things like that about, um, you know, academic eligibility and admissions and things like that. Yeah, so so it actually we, as you mentioned, we use verified academic data. So we'll only we'll look at transcripts. So from an eligibility standpoint, we look at um, if a student has maybe a lacrosse a student has transferred schools um, or if they've been at the same school, are they taking the right courses? Um, are they taking enough credit? Um, are they, um, do they have the, a GPA that's eligible, but how is it also admissible to that university? Um, and then same thing with test scores, although that's a bit in flux with COVID. Um, and then from it, like we have a, an entire glossary as well, which, you know, has all kinds of sort of like not just tips, but like explains the process. Like what is a red shirt? What is a gray shirt? Um, how does NCAA eligibility work? And the also the other thing that we have that's super exciting is we're actually launching a um, kind of a knowledge base for admissions that'll have like about, it has thousands of knowledge sort of based questions that kids can kind of like KO 17 student athletes can go in there and sort of ask questions to like, do I, you know, you know, what are my opportunities if I don't go D1? Um, you know, these are the kind of things like, you know, is it, do I need, you know, should I have a special resume for, you know, reaching out to college coaches? So all kinds of questions and even questions that's specific to lacrosse, that's specific to each sport. So I think we're trying to provide a service that really is affordable to all and really provides this pathway because we know that like parents, they'll do anything for their students, coaches, club coaches, everybody wants them to. It's just about having knowledge that they can trust. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Uh, we were actually chatting with one of our KO17 lacrosse interns earlier today, Courtney, um, just about a packet that one of her club coaches had handed out to her and all of her teammates and parents at a meeting that they had had when, you know, they were about to be of recruiting age um, and they were kind of going into their big recruiting summer for travel lacrosse. And I thought that was incredible. And I think it's, um, it's something that is underserved, I think, a little bit in the lacrosse community. Um, it's something that Sophie, our our intern, was really awesome. Like she was very lucky to have access to from one of her college, her club coaches, excuse me. Because um, not every girl and not every player, not every athlete out there is going to have that kind of resource or is going to have that kind of club coach that is going to have that kind of knowledge to be able to prepare their students their athletes and their parents um, for the process that's about to happen. So, um, you know, it's awesome work that you guys are doing. I'm really pumped to bring you guys on with KO17 Lacrosse so that we can be, you know, that um, little bit of a resource for a really um, stressful and interesting time in um, a young player's life, for sure. Um, so Courtney, going from, you know, um, college athletics now to Honest Game, I know you bring all of your expertise into your role um, at Honest Game now because you are the senior manager of college success. Um, so what could, what do you think you could bring or what can you say on the side of like eligibility and admissions and a lot of things when it comes to NCAA, NAIA, um, kind of like course selection and um, a lot of that stuff. Like what would you say is some of the stuff that you focus on most in your role at Honest Game and, and how we're helping those student athletes along the way. Yeah, so I think that the expertise piece um, that I was fortunate to have um, in both Seton Hall and Stony Brook was the interaction I had outside of the athletic department. So I work daily with coaches, I work daily with um, athletic administrators, but I also was working with co uh, college admissions people, the academic advisors on main campus, the provost, the financial aid people, so if you came to my office and my door was closed or the lights were off, I was probably in one of those uh, offices. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot, um, there's a lot of rules that are nuanced. And while Sophie had that packet, it's, it, there's a lot of questions still, right? On the college side and then the student side and the coach side. And so it's, it's important to kind of put all those together because they're very siloed. Um, and so, so far, you know, my time, um, at Honest Game, I've been able to bring that expertise in, in working in the college and seeing what works and what doesn't. You know, there, there is a, a packet, but it's not down in the high schools. Or yes, there's a nice uh, order of what classes you should take, but not every high school understands that their courses are not certified. Um, so if you can get to a, 
high school junior, um, that would be ideal. But unfortunately, in the past couple of months that I've been looking at high school transcripts, it's, it could be seniors and it's too late. No one got to them early enough. And now it's May and there's limits on the number of courses you can take after graduation and their division one opportunities are, are null. And, that, and that's tough. Um, and so I think it's really having that experience about what it looks like on the back end. I saw those student athletes on the back end, the ones that had to quick take the SATs again, that needed summer school to be eligible. Um, and so now, you know, bringing that experience here is to try to um, solve those problems before they become problems. You know, Kim said, you don't want to keep playing catch up. Just that concept of like, I'm a kid playing catch up. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. Um, and so it, it's important to be able to be, lay that path for those students about what they need to take, how it's going to be looked at in the college sector, um, and then how college coaches can use it as well. You know, ideally, we work with students in high school, and the minute that they can enter a college campus on a recruiting visit or they're on the phone, they have an academic eligibility report. They know what to tell that college coach. I work daily with college coaches who would say, Court, I got the best recruit. I said, Okay, the best recruit. Didn't we have the best recruit last week? But I've got the best recruit. And my follow up question would be Can I see the transcript? Are they going to be a qualifier? And coaches, don't may, might not have those answers. They might not know those things. It's a lot of work to do. So if a student can show up to a recruiting visit or to have that initial conversation after, you know, I'm a midi and I'm a lefty or whatever. And, and the next thing I say is, and I have an academic plan for high school and I know what I need to be a qualifier. Those conversations are just so much more fruitful and can land that student in college. Um, and I think after 20 years of watching those students that we had to turn away, that's hard. That's hard to tell the kid and that's hard to tell the coach that it's just too late. You, we, we, didn't, we didn't know how they were doing their freshman, sophomore year on the college side and, I, and, and, and that won't happen. Um, so we, we solved that problem. You know, Kim talked about solving problems. Don't start a business, start a pro, start, solve the problems through the business. That's what Honest Game does. And I've, it's been exciting to see that. You know, Kylie, I was going to, can I add one thing? I talked to a college coach today and it reminded me what, I mean, I sound like Courtney's just saying it and I thought this was really good. And so I wrote it down. Um, it's just that they, as a college coach, he, he said to me, as a college coach, I need, I depend on verified information from sources that are reliable. They have to, so it's, it's important to know, like for your girls to know if they want to get recruited, it's like, you have to get things in line. You have to get your academics in line. You have to not only get it in line, but show that coach that you have it mm -hmm. and, and, and actually provide it in a way that's saying, not only have I done it, but, but like, not only am I ready, but here's the report that proves that. Mm -hmm. Here's the report. And here's the, um, you know, guided um, kind of professionals who have told me exactly what I need and what, you know what I mean? I'm not just kind of like showing up with my SAT score. Cause that's what I'm expecting. I need done. Right. That's just kind of what everybody else is doing. That's just what my guidance counselor is telling all kids all across. Right. A lot of times there are different circumstances and different situations when it comes to one, playing a sport in college and two, like what division you're playing that sport in what, you know, everybody's a different student. Everybody's a different athlete. Again, everybody has their own specific journey. So having that verified information, like you said, Kim, uh, to be able to show a coach, um, like you said, Courtney is just, it's going to make that process way more seamless and avoid a lot of those problems down the road, um, that can ultimately just, um, end in some successful college athletic stories. Um, which is just incredible, incredible work. And I, I'm just getting like super excited just to like put this out. It's funny because we're recording this now. And if you're listening later on, which you probably are, um, we've already announced our, our partnership, but I haven't yet. And I'm about to do so after this podcast recording. So I'm just getting excited to do that. Um, so we talked a little bit about making sure that we, um, you know, on the honest game side, making sure that we're educating people who work with you guys, um, whether that's students, parents, coaches, um, about a lot of these common misconceptions or myths, truths on a sense of like what their process and what their journey to playing a sport in college should look like. So, um, Kim, I guess I'll ask you, what do you think um, would be some of those like common misconceptions from young athletes when they're thinking about just strictly, I need to make sure that I get into a college to play lacrosse. And we're kind of overlooking that side of um, the academic track and things like that. 
No, I think that's great. I think I think it kind of comes down to four key things, at least that I see. I, I know that there's more and Courtney will focus on that. So number one is um, D1 or bust. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way to go. Um, and I think that there's lots of opportunities out there and kids need to keep their options open. And that goes into the point number two, which is the question that I always tell recruits and I would encourage your, you know, KO 17 um, players to think about is if I got hurt, would I still be happy there? So we think about fit. If I got hurt, am I just going there because it's this school? If I got hurt, like, do I fit in and will I want to be here? So that's sort of point two. Um, point three, I think about, I hear all the time is that, and I want to just announce this loud to the girls, it is not your high school or your club coach's responsibility to get you offers. Um, that is on you. Uh, and frankly, even if you outsourced it, college coaches want to hear from you. Mm. I mean, that's who they're bringing in is you. Um, and then the last one I was thinking about ahead of this talk with you, Kylie, is um, if you receive an email from a coach or a letter from a coach, it doesn't mean you're getting recruited. So um, it could, but they also send out thousands of mailers and flyers and, and emails every year. So I think just from the standpoint of like, and I guess if I wrapped all that up in a bow, I would just say, own it, mm-hmm. have advocacy and own it like you do on, on the field. Like when you're playing lacrosse, own the process. It's not anybody else's responsibility. Keep your options open. Uh, make sure that you have, it's a good fit for you socially, emotionally, as well as sort of where you're going to play and academically. And um yeah, just be part of that process. And, and I wouldn't say like, it's one of those processes that as a young player, I wouldn't outsource. Like just from the standpoint of getting recruited, not necessarily the academic piece or, um, you know, playing with KO17. I just mean own the process, get to know the coach um, and really own that and, and sell yourself. It's a great, it's a great skill anyway. You should be able to sell yourself. And this is a great opportunity to do so. Mm, I love the way you put that, sell yourself, right? You should believe in yourself more than you believe in anything out there. So you should be the best advocate for your own being, being at that university, right? Like you said, it's not your coach's job. It's not your, you know, your high school or your club coach's job. It's not your parents' job. It's your job to sell yourself and be able to see your, your fit at where you want to spend four plus years in, into creating, you know, the next version of yourself that you're going to be when you graduate college. So, so important. I love those four points right there. So listeners, rewind. Should you listen to those again? Take some notes. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, Check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. <laughs> I also want to talk a little bit about Courtney, like when you get to college or when you're getting into college, right? That admissions process, even when you get there, a lot of that, that stuff, right? We talked a little bit about the common misconceptions and what we want to focus on when we're going through the recruiting process in high school. Um, But once we're done with that, right, maybe we verbally commit, maybe we are, you know, on our way to heading to school and we're doing all the celebrations in high school and everybody's super pumped for us. But what are some of those, you know, things that we need to be focusing on as young athletes when we're getting ready to go to college? I think the, it's a different world. I think that's the, that's the big part. It's like, you're used to high school and this is different now. Um, and maybe it was an easy transition from your middle school to your high school. Like there was no, you just go, like, right? There's no choice. And now there's all these choices, right? I remember meeting with recruits, um, very young gals, twins. Mm-hmm. And after I did my big recruiting speech and I was like, oh my gosh, I think they're going to verbally commit today. One sister looked at the other sister and said, gosh, college is so much harder than middle school. And I thought, wow, okay, yes, yes. I I skipped a a piece of that, that I needed to transition them a little bit better Um, because there's a lot, right? So I think the the first misconception is if I'm admissible to the college, I must automatically be a qualifier Mm. or vice versa. I'm an NCAA qualifier. So clearly I'm I'm admissible to the college that I just committed to or that I committed to two years ago. That that's very important. Those are very different things. Being admissible and being eligible um, may not work in lockstep. And, and that's important. I think that's a huge misconception. 
The other part is they're siloed, right? So you've got this admissibility piece, you've got this eligibility piece. You also have requirements that each college has about maybe majoring in a specific major. Maybe I want to go to that school and be a business major. Well, do you have X numbers of calculus or do you have an 85 average? So there's a lot of other layers that are out there. And I think it's important to understand that. And maybe graduating at the top of your class is great, but maybe you're an English short to go to this school, or maybe you don't have enough math to be a major at that school. And that's important. Um, and I think once you get there, leaning on the people, it's very, very important to make sure that you're looking for a college that looks at you without your lacrosse stick in your hand. That, that's very, very important. There's a lot out there um, that, that you really need a little assistance with as you transition. That, fresh, that freshman year is so crucial um, in your success. And so is there an academic center that you can study in? Are there people talking about mock interviews? Are there people talking about what your career is going to be? There's a lot of pieces that um, you might need help with. And it's important to be able to look at that and say, okay, this college I want to play at, I'm admissible to that college. I'm a qualifier for that level, whatever that might be. And then also what else is going to come with that? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's, it, those are questions. Those are big questions, right? I mean, those are lots to think about when you're 15 years old and 16 years old, but you've got to make sure that you look at the, at the long haul. It's not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon. Um, and, and that's important. Yeah. And that's, I mean, those are a lot of big questions, like you said, for a 15, 16 year old to even think about, or even know where, where to look for guidance. Right. And that's, that's where honest game comes in. And that's what I think is just so incredible because it, it really is, it's a make or break situation. Right. And it's, and like you said, with a lot of your experience, you've seen a lot of those make or breaks, you've seen a lot of the positive ones and you've seen a lot of the unfortunate negative situations that come out of that. Um, So being able to take that and then turn it into honest game, um, that's really important stuff. And to be able to help 15 year old girls go through a really stressful process in general, like that's something that we talk about a lot um, at KO 17 lacrosse is the recruiting process. And just um, my biggest piece of advice for it, right, is to think about it like because we talk a lot on the lacrosse side of things, that's what we're all about, right? But we think about it like, um, as if it's, it, first of all, it's, it's a situation that's never gonna happen again in your life, right? Right. It's um, like we were talking about before, you're gonna have a lot of instances in your life where there are gonna be big decisions that you're gonna have to make. You might have to jump from career to career or move from place to place or things like that. But when it comes to the recruiting process, when it comes to, picking out a college and then, you know, when you finally do being able to get into that college and then being able to make sure that you fit into that college as well and make the correct um, kind of pathways for yourself on the academic side of things so that you can create that life for yourself after college. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of like big deal situations for a teenage girl or a teenage person to be able to deal with. So um, just kind of the guidance that you guys are being able to, to provide through Honest Game um, and through the education that you guys are providing through Honest Game for these parents, players, and coaches, it's huge and it's make or break situation. So again, if I haven't said it enough, thank you so much. And thanks for bringing us on board because our girls are going to be pumped about it. Um, so as we get into this, I mean, we have already had a bunch of little like wisdom nuggets so far, um, but I want some more. So we're going to get into that. <laughs> we're going to get into them. Um, so a little bit of like outside of honest game, right? Let's talk a little bit about who Kim and Courtney are. Um, and I'd like, I definitely love to dive into an answer from I, each of you. Um, but we always talk about a little bit of inspiration on the dream on podcast and just like mentors and people in our lives. I actually had um, someone uh, very important in my life last week on, her name is Krista Samaras. She is um, an incredible legendary lacrosse player, but also the founder of Brave Enterprises. Um, I think you guys would really like her. Um, But she said something, instead of like a mentor or a special person in your life, she calls it an impact player in your life, I love. Um, So I stole it from her, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, if you guys have, and I'll start with Kim here, if you don't mind, um, like an impact player in your life or a piece of advice that you've heard some from somewhere that you've kind of just taken um, from that moment and you've taken with you into life, what would that piece of advice be? So I think it's a great question. 
Um, and I think that, you know, life is long. Um, they might say it's short, but I think it's long and it's, it's a journey and you're growing and evolving all the time. Um, and there's probably, there's been several people, uh, more than one that have been impactful to me. I can even think of that now on this entrepreneurial journey. There's been other female entrepreneurs um, who have really shown me the way. And, you know, we just, we're just completing a raise, a $2 million raise um, for the, for the organization. And there's a lot of women that, that women have a historically a harder time raising money. Um, and so there's other women that have sort of been role models for me, but I, the, the, the thought I guess I would leave is that a lot of times I've asked, you know, I've asked and asked by students I've worked with and everything like, well, like what does success look like? And I think that's obviously a very personal question. What does this success look like to Kylie, to the girls in your program, to Courtney? And I, I always want to say this, like for anybody listening, if you can, if you can be self-aware enough to like really say, this is what I'm passionate about and intersect that with like kind of some, what you're talented in, you will be incredibly, incredibly successful. Mm, love that. Uh, Courtney, you got to go second there. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's very hard to follow. Um, no, I, you know, when, when I, I, I was preparing for today, I was thinking, because I've been fortunate, really, I, I must say I've had a lot of great female impact players in my life that have, that have led the way. Um, and, and, and not everybody does. Mm -hmm. And what I also realized was having someone who in your life, almost like, don't take no for an answer. Like I, I would, my, my mom raised me with a, yes, you can. Like, yes, you can work for a company who shares your mission and passion. Yes, you can do it while you've got an amazing husband and three kids. Yes, you can do it and be surrounded by coworkers who support you and encourage you and are, are pushing every day. Like, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't go find it, like go, go. And so I think that's, you know, what I would tell listeners is yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And, and, and don't have people saying you can, but when you do see hurdles, remember that path, you know, that, that it, it, it can happen, but you need to have a, a, a group around you that are supportive. Um, so I think that's, to me, that's the inspiration I take every day. Like, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can, everybody. I love that. Um, and I love that you guys mentioned, um, both of you mentioned strong, impactful, empowering females in your life. Um, and like you said, Courtney, not everybody has that to look to. Um, within their smaller circle, right? Maybe um, beyond or maybe in, in far lengths that they might be able to look towards, which I think is just in, important in general, right? That um, all of us on this on this podcast right now and all of us listening um, continue to strive to be those women so that the next generation of women can look to that um, and to and see that it's possible to, like you said, yes, you can in whatever, in whatever it is that you want to and in whatever it is that you um, think might be impossible, but are really passionate about, you can, um, because we are, and because the people around us are as well. Um, so thank you guys, both of you for, for sharing those. Um, and now I'm all fired up. I, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell and everybody listening, they know me by now, but I'm still an athlete. So I still get like, really like fired up as if I'm in the huddle still. So after some of these podcasts, I like, run out the door and I'm like, all right, I guess I should go for a run or something. Um, <laughs> like fire up steam. Um, but so, okay. Off the field is what I would call this, right? An off the field kind of quality about myself that doesn't really pertain to me as a lacrosse player. Um, I'd like to know a little bit about like outside of your careers with Honest Game and just your passion to push and bring academic knowledge to people everywhere. What else are you guys interested in? Um, hobbies, how you like to spend your free time, um, things that you're passionate about supporting or pushing. Um, what would that be for you, Courtney? Um, off work, off, yeah. uh, I, I love cooking. If, if all of a sudden tomorrow we could not work or for whatever reason, I would definitely jump right in the kitchen um, and cook. And that's, that's definitely a hobby of mine that I have. What's your favorite dish to cook? Wow, that's a great question. Okay, last <laughs> week I did a new uh, braised short ribs with a cauliflower Ooh. mash. 
Ooh. Yeah. Well, something new and exciting. Um, but uh, I, I, I definitely love to cook. So I would definitely, uh, that's what's a hobby. I think um, the, you know, pushing, what am I supporting and things? Um, I, I, I'm really excited to be doing a lot with my kids and what is in their school district, what's going on around here, um, providing opportunities for them um, and, and exposing them to everything that's out there and, and helping them and in, in grow. So that's, that's most of my time <laughs> for sure. And in, in the thick of it right now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to provide them those opportunities, I'm sure is something that um, definitely takes up a lot of time, but also like, why wouldn't you, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the people that you care most about. Um, right. so you're going to be able to go to battle for them any, any day of the week, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Kim, what about you? What are some of your hobbies? Well, I would love to come over to dinner at Courtney's because I don't cook. I am the order out queen. So um, right here, baby, DoorDash, you got it, you got it. Uber Eats, you got it. And I I remember, and I will say as a mother, I've said like, and I feel this way, yes, you can. But I also realized that I I can do the things that matter to me, but I, and I'm not, I, I could cook more. And I definitely could, I'm sure that I could. But I also just realized there's limited time in the day. And so um, I try to do the best that I can. And I try not to beat myself up for everything that I can't do because um, it's just, it's just, we all have to make priorities. There's 24 hours in a day and we're supposed to be sleeping eight of it. So, um, so I do, um, probably my biggest love is my dog beside my kids. I have a big lab. Um, he's like an 80, 80, 85 pound lab. And he's my best friend. He's sitting outside the door as we're speaking right now, just waiting for me. And I listen to podcasts and I like, I have this whole note section and I write down quotes and things that really resonate with me. And, you know, I kind of think like how you started this podcast, like, you know, what do I try to do every day? Or what do we try to do to sort of like, you know, what happened that day that was good? And what do we try to sort of every day? And if we can, I think my husband said this once and it's good. It's like, if you can take, like, do something positive every day, um, the week will be good. And if you can do that every week, the year will be good. And that's like, I think you can look back and really feel good about like, you know, how you're living your life. Love that. Um, that kind of ties into a lot of like, I was going to, when you started talking about, um, you know, every single day and things along those lines, um, I'm a big journaler. Um, and it's something that we push on KO 17 lacrosse as well. We have something called Kylie's corner. Um, and I challenge our girls with different lessons and different habits to write down in their journals each and every week. Um, and I do it alongside of them. Cause I just, I love that stuff. I think it's really important. Like if you're getting 1% better every day, um, you're really making impactful change in your own life. And that could be in something as simple as wanting to learn to cook more. Right. And like getting 1% better and like, okay, maybe I didn't Uber eats all four meals today, but metaphor, <laughs> yeah. which first of all, I'm guilty of as well. I literally just Uber eats from a restaurant that may be a hundred yards down the street. I have to walk there. No way. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining outside. Um, <laughs> um, no, but I agree with you. I think it's, it's really important to, you know, kind of tie in that goal setting. And sometimes, yes, it's great to dream. And it's great to like have those big goals in mind and we all have them, whatever they might look like um, in life and work and all these things, but being able to break that down into day by day and even hour by hour, making sure that we're making the most of our priorities um, is really, really, really awesome. So, um, but I also back you on the the Uber Eats situation. So if Uber Eats is out there and wants to sponsor our podcast here, I probably have all of my money anyway. So <laughs> listen, listen, Uber Eats, we'll go with Seamless. We'll go with DoorDash. We're open. We're very flexible. <laughs> first come, first serve. Whoever wants to sort of back Kylie and uh, KO17, we're in. <laughs> Look at us. We're just trying to make a brand new. Well, work never sleeps, right, Courtney? Look at yeah. us. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So um, one more thing uh, that we like to call is quick finishes. Um, That is a lacrosse term. Um, When you're kind of real close to the cage and you catch a nice quick little feed and you uh, just pass it right into the goal. They shoot it right into the goal. We call them quick sticks sometimes when you don't even cradle. Um, So I like to call this segment quick finishes. Nice little uh, rapid fire round just to get you know you guys a little bit better um, and have some fun with it because we do like to have some fun even though we are uh, real serious about the passionate work that we have. So you guys ready? We're go. Let's go, Kim Courtney for each one. Okay, so Kim. Got it. Here we go. Pizza or tacos? I mean, I'm from California, man. Tacos every day. 
every day. <laughs> tacos. And I'm from Wisconsin and I'm still saying tacos. Yes. <laughs> I'm from, I'm from Long Island too. I say tacos too. There we go. <laughs> All right. Favorite place that you've traveled to? Probably Singapore. Ooh. That was really interesting just because it's like such, there's so many like different sort of melding of all different kinds of people. Um, it was super interesting. I, I loved it. And um, that's a story for another day. Plus like the idea that like you can't chew gum on the bus and you can't like jaywalk and it's pretty interesting, but that's, that's another, that's another day. We can do another, like another Kylie's corner lesson and discussion about it. Deal. I would love to learn all about that. Cause there's a lot of places on my, on my bucket list. To, and now I'm going to have to visit that so I can learn a little bit more about awesome. no gum on the bus. No uh, gum. They're actually like, it's super clean city. It's super interesting. Sorry. I didn't want to get off track, but no, that's, that's um, I love and that. I think like for, for the girls you're talking to, like just global travel, like you talk about growing and expanding your mind, like, man, just it's all about it's all about what she's you know like taking those risks and, and opening up whether it's learning something new or traveling somewhere new when when covid's over <laughs> when it's safe yes of course i love it i can't wait to learn some more about that trip courtney what about you i would say italy mm -hmm. but i'd like to go back i was five months pregnant when i was there so i did not get to enjoy italy in all of its splendor so my i would love to go back uh and really enjoy italy wow uh, two places I have not been yet. So I'm excited to add them to my list. Um, okay. If you could see one artist or band in concert right now, who would you see? Hmm. That's a good one. I know it's going to sound really odd, especially because I'm like a 50 year old woman, but I really like Childish Gambino. Ooh. <laughs> no way. I'm a big that's Childish Gambino fan. And I think he's brilliant. Awesome. I just love people that are brilliant and, and innovative and like, I mean, like just amazing. So Wow. He's a, uh, he is like a lyrical genius. So lyrical uh, genius. And vi the video was beautiful. Like, I just think that the, it's, it's such creativity and I love that. Mm. Wow. I would have never guessed that you would say that. So I love that answer. <laughs> I love this learning going on right now. <laughs> Courtney, what about you? I actually, I, I want to go back to Broadway. I am dying to see a Broadway show. So I would choose, I know that's not a choice, but I would choose a Broadway show <laughs> over a concert. I cannot wait to get back. You're allowed to go rogue if I'm allowed to go rogue. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your favorite Broadway show? Oh, wow. Um, I would say either Wicked or mm. Annie Gets Your Gun. Ooh. Mm -hmm. You have a favorite, Kim? Um, do I have a favorite? Probably Hamilton. Mm, good one. So good. Good one. We How about saw, you? Uh, I would say we saw Mamma Mia. That was a good one. Um, and, and Lion King is always a classic for me. That's awesome. They, they actually, Lion King was amazing. Incredible. Yeah. It's incredible yeah. how they make you, like, because the whole movie is technically animated animals, right? So they're, but they're people performing on Broadway and amazing. singing. And, um, oh, another one, School of Rock was oh, incredible. Incredible because it's all young kids and playing instruments and singing at the same time as acting. Um, it was just awesome. And that's a classic movie too. Um, okay, so an athlete that has inspired you or does inspire you today. Kylie. Oh, it took my answer. I knew, I knew it. Okay, but I, 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 you can second mine, but I am gonna use Kylie's word. She's a badass entrepreneur. She's an impact player, man. And she's someone I wanna hang with. and. Even though I don't want to sing karaoke, I would do it with you, but like I don't really love that. But now, Courtney, you go next. <laughs> I, I I was going to say Kylie because many of us. Have <laughs> but I've seen this is like totally uh, in an interesting small world. I've seen the impact Kylie has made on strangers to her, but people that actually are family friends, and watching those girls and and how Kylie's impacted their life, and working with college athletes for twenty years. It is refreshing and amazing to watch you, Kylie, impact people and step out of your lacrosse field and do that and do your work. And so you inspire me. Thank you both. That was very unexpected mm. and kind and um, very gracious. So thank you. And I get this from my mom, but teared up a little bit. Mom, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> it's all your fault. I yell at you for it all the time. She like cries at commercials. So um, oh. <laughs> but I appreciate that so very much. Thank you both. That means a ton to me. Um, and like you mentioned, Kim, I'm going to go right back into quick finishes. What's your go-to karaoke song, even if you don't want to do it? I, I don't really like doing it. Maybe a little queen. 
maybe a little Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'm not a big, I'm not a big singer, but I, but you know what? Hey, I, 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 I can go with it. There you go. If I asked, I think, I think you'd do it. <laughs> right? If you asked me, if we, if we, if we, if you, if we like, maybe if we got like Uber Eats sponsored and then we ate yeah. and then we went, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So Uber Eats, DoorDash, whoever yeah. is. Whoever. Like, <laughs> KO 17. Yeah. Oh, if we get that deal, we are doing some karaoke. All right, Courtney, mm -hmm. what do you, what song are you doing? Baby Got Back, Sir Vic's a lot. Front to back. <laughs> I can do the whole thing. I was gonna she's got her hands on her hips right now. For those of you listening, she is ready to go. I to go right now. On the drop of a dime, if I hear like a few beats, I can take you in. Yeah. Oh, incredible! I can't wait. Now we're gonna have to make this uh, sponsorship <laughs> deal happen so I can see both of those. Um, all right. Last but not least, here one thing on your bucket list. You know, it's probably a little daring, but I think maybe skydiving. Mm. Oh. Maybe. I don't know if I can talk Courtney into it. Yeah, like... <laughs> maybe Kylie. Maybe Kylie. Yeah. I, I will watch you and take okay. pictures from the land. From the ground? From the ground. No, from the ground. From the ground. Unless my job is dependent on it, in which case we can talk about that after, this, after the podcast. <laughs> Incredible. All right, Courtney, what about you? Um, my bucket I want to run a half marathon. I used to long ago and I have not, and I need to, that is on the bucket list. It's going to happen. If I speak it into the ether, it's going to happen. Um, write it on your fridge. There we go. Write it somewhere that you see every single day. That's what I do to myself. And it like hmm. I'm the type of person that like, I would be embarrassed if I told somebody that I was going to do something and then I didn't do it. Well, now I just told all of the KO 17. Here we go. And I'm doing it. So it's it's happening. It's happening. I'll do it with or, you. Or else, if you don't do it, oh, Kai's going to do it. If you don't do it, then I think you're doing a little short ribs for the entire KO 17. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's a lot of short if ribs. If you don't do it, you can't perform baby, baby. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to take the mic. <laughs> Um, oh man that's incredible no I love it I mean that's I have a bunch of sticky notes literally behind my screen right now that just have all sorts of goals on them but that's just a uh, little visual from me that like keeps me going because some days are worse than others right mm -hmm. and sometimes just need that little extra like oh, I told myself I'm gonna do it let's do it type of thing but I'll, I'll be cheering you on I'll be at the finish line <laughs> hey I love it okay so um, anything else before we wrap up here that we didn't speak on that you guys want to let our, uh, our listeners know, and, um, just again, a huge thank you for, for you guys being here. Anything that we, we missed? I mean, I think the only thing I would add, and it's just like really grateful to have us on the show and for all the listeners out there, like any questions you have about this, like reach out to Kylie and the KO 17 team. Honest game is here as a, like, you know, as a partner, um, with KO 17 and they, they did this, they partnered with us because they are like deeply committed to all of you girls on the field, but also off the field. Mm -hmm. And so realize that they have your back, baby got back, and that they are, um, you know, and they're there for you. So any questions you have, if you listen to Kylie and the whole team, like anything you need, we're, what's an open door and we're here to support you. And like, man, like uh, your success is our success. We just want to see it. Yep. Oh, incredible. Well, thank you again so, so much for both of you being here having fun with us. Um, first of all, I think it's so important to make sure that we're all having fun in life. Um, but also working hard, dreaming big, um, and making those dreams happen, especially for, uh, the, our young listeners who are listening out there. I hope we gave you some little tidbits of wisdom, chase after your goals, um, and reach out to us at KO 17 lacrosse, honest game, Courtney and Kim, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and for all the incredible work that you do to, to help, girls who were like me at age 15 and younger and older and all throughout the journey. Um, you know, I know I've been there. I know a lot of my friends and teammates and people that I see on a daily basis are there right now. Um, and everybody, like I said, has a different journey. So thank you for tapping into every single person's different journey and helping in a way that a lot of us don't really know how to help. So excited to continue to grow alongside you both. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Kylie. All right, you guys. See you guys next time. Next Dream On episode. That's a wrap. Okay. Stop recording.